Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. Cheers out there in listening world. Listening world, yeah. That's a good start to a podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Sipping with Sin. Let's take a little sip of this delicious milk stout uh, to kick the podcast off. Left Hand Brewing, no shout outs, but S'mores Milk Stout. Tasty. Ah, does the body well. But welcome back to another episode. Uh, we hit a nice milestone last, uh, last episode with uh, hitting. What was it, 10 episodes I believe we recorded, so that's an awesome little feat for us, considering we finally started the damn thing and we've been recording and we've already got 10 episodes under our belt. But we got a fun episode ahead for you this week. We got some news to talk about and uh, and some lot of fun stuff and things, you know? So I'm not going to drag on too long. Instead, we're going to welcome our esteemed co-host, the one, the only, Christian. Christian, welcome back, sir. Hello, everyone. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? We got to get like the accent going there. Like <laughs> yeah, my fault. Like Joey from Friends or something. But uh, how are you this oh, week, man. sir? I'm doing all right, man. It's been a busy week, but I'm here to here to speak. Amen. <laughs> it has. I didn't even mean to rhyme. <laughs> it has been nutty how crazy busy it's been. But uh, we won't dilly dally too long. Instead, we'll get into uh, the usual. If you've been listening, if you're brand new, what we like to do to start every episode, we like to discuss what we've been watching, listening to, reading, or playing over the week. And so. Uh, Let's do that, Christian. What's been on the What's been on the docket for the week? Uh, today, I mean, I watched the usual, of course, but this week I've been uh, I've been I've been reading. I've been reading a lot more, mm-hmm. and uh, I read this book. Um, it's called Night of the Manic- Mannequins. It's by Stephen Graham Jones, and it's kind of like an adult Goosebumps book, if you will. Essentially, it's a small town, a group of kids. Uh, I love they Goosebumps. Prank each other a lot. Yeah, man. But these guys are like in high school, you know, they're getting ready to, to graduate. And uh, instead of doing like the typical high school movie tropes that they, you know, kids do like, you know, banging everybody and doing a bunch of drugs, these kids like to prank each other. And uh, they find a mannequin, uh, mannequin one day and uh, they name it Manny because they're just that cool. And uh, they start pranking each other with Manny. And one of the kids, the narrator, who is pretty freaking unreliable to begin with, um, he says that uh, he sets Manny up at one of the friend's jobs, which is a movie theater. And uh, Manny uh, watches the movie, and it's supposed to be a big joke. But at the end of the movie, Manny gets up and walks away, walks out of the theater. And because he's a mannequin, it's just like, oh, my God, how did this mannequin get up? And, and walk out of here. This is crazy. So that's the kind of plot of the book. Um, so I won't ruin it for people who who want to read it, but it's a quick read. I've read it in like a day and a half, two days. Um, it's really nice, really simple, really sweet, to the point. I enjoyed it. And then the other novel I'm reading is called Mexican Gothic. That book is by uh, Silvia Morano Garcia. And um, it's, it's pretty great so far. I mean, I really like it. Um, I didn't think... I thought it was going to be something other than what it is, but I am pretty presently surprised with what's going on. I've been taking several trips to the library and just, you know, trying some stuff out. And I enjoy this book a lot. I really don't want to get into it too much because 
I went into it not knowing much, and I think it's the best that way for all our readers out there. It's definitely worth it. If you like kind of suspenseful uh, stories, then give Mexican Gothic a try. It's not too long of a book. It's like 300-something pages. If I think it's just like a solid 300 pages, to be honest with you. Um, I, don't quote me on that, but I think it's like 301 pages maybe. It's super quick read. I'm about done with it. I've got a few chapters left, but it's nice. Uh, but that's what I've been doing this week. I've been reading that. Look at you being all culture and stuff. First off, I want to bring up uh, the first book. You said what normal teenagers in high school do, drugs and, and sex each other up, hit each other with the sexuals. Uh, correction, sir. I believe what I said was the typical tropes that teenagers okay. have. Okay, I was about to say. I was like, what? what high school? I mean, okay. Your high school is wild, apparently. I mean, my high school was a little wild. There were there were a lot of people banging. There were a lot of drugs. Not, I mean, like different types of drugs necessarily, but there were definitely drugs. There's definitely alcohol during uh, parties and whatnot. So and stuff definitely happened in high school. But honestly, man, I just I was just one of those kids who you know thought a little smarter and just didn't engage and indulge in a lot of that stuff. Like it just what I didn't have any reason to. They do anything for me. Being drunk or high or whatever, just. Nah, I had a hard enough time just paying attention in class, so that's the last thing I needed to do. Okay. All right. So that's all it's you've been reading this week. You yeah, I've been watching anything you've just been reading, being super cultured and, and fancy for us, Mr. Intelligent. Yeah, I mean I have you know, I I've been paying attention to the to the trial a little bit, but other than that, uh, the, when I say the trial, I mean the trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Um it's it's interesting, I'll say that. It's very interesting. Okay. All right. Um, so for me this week, um, I am kind of, I've got a, a watch that I've been watching, uh, something I've been playing and something I've been listening to. I have a little bit of each. Uh, we'll start with what Ooh. I've been watching. I have, I don't know, maybe something's wrong with me, but I tend to be very fascinated with serial killers and learning about, I guess, their story and kind of all the things like the whole investigation i guess is what i'm trying to say i got the psychology of it all that but i've been watching the uh the gacy tapes the john wayne gacy tapes on netflix me and the missus been watching it um i watched oh, yeah. the documentary uh they did on peacock maybe question mark a while back uh but this is actually like tapes of gacy like him being interviewed and talking and Shit's wild, man. Like, it just, it blows my mind how not affected by anything they are. Like, they're talking about, like, right. oh, yeah. It's like, oh, what'd you do today? I got up and drank some coffee, made breakfast. They're like, oh, yeah, I just murdered these people. I had, like, 20-something people, you know, and however many under my house. It's just, it, it's not anything to them. It, it blows my mind, but it is interesting. Um, so, I've been watching that. We're not done with it, but uh, it, it. I find that stuff fascinating for whatever reason, like all the Bundy stuff and, and you know Dahmer and all those. Uh, I don't know if that's something it that you very interesting. You you get into it too. It interests you. Yeah, like especially when I was young. so when I was a, a lot younger, I was into it a lot, and I would go to the library and seek out you know true crime books and books about that kind of thing of that nature. And I got to say, like my mom was a little disturbed by it. Uh, the people at the library were a little disturbed by it, but I mean, it was just something that I was into that wasn't, you know, the typical for me, comic books and, and manga and stuff like that. And 
uh, and whatever else I was into, I can't remember exactly, like Goosebumps and stuff, like Animorphs, when it wasn't that kind of shit. It was, you know, looking into the true crime stuff, serial killers. I was really into, like, what serial killers thought about, what, how to get in their head. I was reading all kinds of stuff like that. I, I read a lot of stuff about them back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, I was probably on a freaking list <laughs> for people to watch because I was always <laughs> looking into that stuff and trying to find it. And back when YouTube was in its infancy, man, I used to watch every single documentary I could find about serial killers in general. And I even had my top three favorites, which turned into a top 10 favorite. Like it was Ooh, insane. Who? Okay. Yeah, uh, th- first off, that's like not favorites is in like heroes, but like favorites is in like the most interesting I guess we should right, clarify. Absolutely. Just for yeah. clarification. Yeah, just before someone's like, oh shit, their favorite serial killers, yeah. like interesting, like fascinating. Who are your top three? That that piqued my interest a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Um I I would honestly have to do work, like a little little bit of research to remember, but I do know that Gacy was definitely in the top three. Uh Eileen Warnos was in the top three. And I think who was the other? It was um uh I wanna say it was uh God. Uh, Dahmer, I believe, just because of uh, how he would do certain things and how charming he was. It was very interesting to read um, for myself, you know, so I was really into seeing how he got away with a lot of that stuff. I don't know the second um, one, also, I don't think. The second one you what's named. Uh, Eileen Warnos? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I know that one. Yeah, she's like one of the most famous uh, female serial killers of our time. She actually come out the early 2000s with uh, Charlize Theron and um, her partner in the movie slash only friend was played by um, Wednesday Adams herself, Christina Ritchie. So I watched that movie, bought it on DVD because that was before the time of Blu-ray, of course. I I watched that movie quite a few times, man. It was very interesting to me. I really liked uh, Charlize Theron. This is before I even knew who Charlize Theron was. That was the first movie I saw her in and I didn't realize like because of the makeup and prosthetics that she had, I didn't realize it was Charlize Theron at first. And, but I knew who Christina Ritchie was. I had a giant crush on her since like watching Casper and, and, and uh, Adam's family and all that. So I watched it primarily because she was in it and then realized that this was like a serial killer kind of biopic. So I watched that and it was very good. I really liked it. It's under, uh, underappreciated film for sure. So if you haven't seen it, check out monster. It's great. Monster, just monster. Just monster, yeah. Okay. So I think it's crazy. I guess there's like a, again, this sounds terrible, but like kind of a golden age of serial killers. It was like what, like the 60s and 70s, was it not? Before like law enforcement would communicate across state lines and like talk to each other and all that. And me and the missus were talking about it. You know, you don't really see that type of behavior as much now and I actually googled and there was a uh, a serial killer well I guess it's serial killer they killed like four people in Virginia it was the shopping cart killer that just got caught like they would get these people and like kill them and then how they would end they would throw them in a shopping cart and that's how people would find them Jesus yeah it's but I mean the what was it I guess it's 60s and 70s maybe early 80s but that's when serial killers are like these big notorious ones were just running amok, like the Bundys and Dahmers and all that. I think Gacy was 70s. Maybe he was late 60s. Yeah, I mean, 
thankfully it's a lot harder for those types of people to get away with stuff yeah like that because of how forensics works and just general tracking the government does like they know where you are pretty much at all times so um it blows my mind how like far well not far behind but how kind of dumb things were back then like when you hear them they're like oh well we had him for this and we let him go because we didn't think anything of it or like how many times they could have had him or if they would have just like how I guess stuff is compared now. You just hear like how law enforcement did things. You're like, Oh my God, like what the hell were they doing? But I, back then Mm -hmm. they didn't know. And now they've learned from these and obviously it has gotten better. Like you said, but there's so many times they say stuff. I'm like, Jesus. (laughs) Understandable. Understandable. But, uh, that could be a whole nother podcast. A serial killer talk. I, like I said, it fascinates me for whatever reason. I guess the psychology of it or whatever, but I, I enjoy watching documentaries and stuff about it. So I got into that this week. Um, listening to, I've been going down, I blame the missus for this, uh, but I've went down memory lane. And Christian, you'll probably appreciate this, but I have listened to um, For Today recently. Nice. I can't remember the freaking album. Um, <laughs> it's not Portraits. I can't remember what album it is. But I've been listening to it, and it was, dude, it kind of hit me in the in the feels because I used to jam for today, and uh, probably my favorite Parkway Drive album. I don't know what made me decide to listen to Parkway Drive, but uh, Horizons. It's been a minute since I listened to them. Horizons album, and I, uh, dude, man, I was like, ah, that's so. Been listening to that. Been throwing back some jams, some nice metalcore fun back then, uh, and then. Since I have beat Elden Ring, I've been kind of stalling, um, working on new game, getting ready for new game, and just doing goofy things, farming weird things. Um, a game has come out that I've been interested in and kind of watching from afar, but not. I haven't kept too closely up with it, but it dropped yesterday, uh, and it's free to play on PS5 and PC. And that game is Vampire: The Masquerade Blood Hunt. So if you don't know what it is, it is a free to play battle royale game where you use supernatural powers to fight to become the ultimate. Vampire, <laughs> blah blah blah. Uh, it's pretty crazy. There's like clans and stuff, and different powers. Each vampire has their own unique abilities and all, and then guns. And you're jumping from rooftops and jumping around, landing on cars and destroying them. And just it's wild. It's pretty fast paced. The movement's good. Uh, I've been playing it a little. I played a little bit on the stream this morning, and I sucked at it. I was boo boo shoes, but. I had a pretty damn good time. I can't lie. Even the lobby where you're running around inside this like gigantic mansion thing with yeah. other vampires running around. I don't know. It's pretty cool. You can customize them how they look. The Nosferatu clan looks like some damn Nosferatu vampires, and it's pretty. It's been pretty fun. I'm I'm excited to play more of it. Um, and yeah, so that's been what I've been into this week. I brought a little diversity to us, and that of course, cool. what. I was just saying that sounds cool. I would play it. I, I don't typically go for those types of games, but it sounds like something I would at least give a shot to. So I like that. So it's pretty cool because you can like scan the world and kind of see like enemies and stuff. And then there's like civilians and different civilians have different like perks they give you. Like this one will help you like regenerate a little quicker or this one will give you an extra life. Like if you die, you can respawn uh, and so forth. But whenever you go and you bite a civilian, it pretty much marks you for like a minute where everyone can see you on the map. And then there's these NPCs that I don't understand, but they will light your ass up. Like, I don't know. They just, I don't know what the point of them are. They look like little RoboCops or something. They just destroy you. 
hadn't figured that part out yet, but it's it's pretty cool. There's it's uh it's definitely got some some promise to it. Like, yeah, I've enjoyed it though. I think you would dig it. It's kind of right up your alley, even for being a All shooter. Right. It's third person. I get like H one Z one vibes. Uh, and someone else mentioned um, what was the game? Hyperscape because of like the rooftops jumping around, like how crazy that was. But uh, it's mm-hmm. been pretty cool. But enough of that. What else I've been watching, as I'm sure Christian has, and is our first segment, as ha- as how it's been the last few weeks, I can't talk, because I'm so excited about it, but Moon Knight, uh, we have the fifth episode of Moon Knight come out uh, yesterday, the time of recording this, and uh, yeah, Christian, do you want to lead away with what you thought about the most recent episode of Moon Knight? Yeah, sure. Um, so this is episode five, the penultimate episode, right, and uh, is titled Asylum, from if I remember correctly. And I mean, we get answers to like, let me, let me start off by saying this last week. I came in real hot with moon Knight. I came in real hot. The episode was good, but I didn't appreciate some of the humor. Uh, I still don't quite appreciate Mr. Knight, blah, blah, blah. With that said, this episode was straight fire. It was, it was, it was gold. I loved this episode. It's probably going to be my favorite episode of the entire series. I don't see how next week's episode can be better than this. Just, just getting that out the way. And oh, I know how it can be better. <laughs> if Werewolf by Night shows up in the next week's episode, it wins by default right away. Okay. Or Blade. All right. Oh my god! If either one of them shows up, I'm done. I'm flipping the table. It's over. I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Um, so we're we're still in this episode. We're still firmly in in Mark's mind, um, and it. I knew this going in because I've I've read so much of the moon Knight uh lore and comics but uh the viewers especially people who aren't familiar with moon Knight, like yourself you know for a fact now that mark specter is the definitive person he is the first one he is the original you see that steve who stephen grant is stephen grant is a personality that he made for himself to to kind of escape uh, life, you know what I mean. He he has mental mental breaks, and and he created this altar, is what I'm going to call Stephen, um, in order to to live a different life. Stephen is his own person. He has his own personality, his own way of speaking, talking, all that that we know from the show. But now it's just cemented. Uh, no more questions for that. Um, we learn who Mark Spector is. We learn how Moon Knight came to be. We learn how he. Uh, essentially died that that is a change from the comics by the way they give us the origin essentially of moon knight um in the comics mark specter gets killed by bushman who is mentioned in this episode um and he he's killed at the the tomb of um of uh conchu and uh conchu offers him a deal and he takes the deal he becomes moon knight boom bam bam that that's it and in the comics initially he made the persona of stephen grant to be the rich kind of playboy to see what socialites were doing to see what kind of crimes were going on for that and he also made jake lockley which was his you know eyes and ears and who who did um who did a he was a cab driver which we saw a cab if you caught it we saw a cab driving by before mark switched fully to stephen um after the funeral or during the funeral excuse me of his mom we saw the cab driving by so that's another easter egg to jake lockley who wasn't cemented in this episode that we saw Uh, but anyway 
so that that's essentially how he becomes Moon Knight, and he does all these things in order to better be Moon Knight. He his mind cracks after switching personalities so much, and then he doesn't know who's who, what's what, and who's the original. But Marvel geniusly uh, retconned that not too long ago, actually, and made it to where he has always had these personalities. It started when he was a kid. He has DID, which is uh, dissociative identity disorder. And um, that, that's why Moon Knight has so many personalities. You have Moon Knight, Mr. Knight, you have Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, Jake Lockley. So those five personalities right off the rip are the ones that you get during the comic story. But in this, it's dumbed down a little bit. And I, I don't want to use dumbed down as a bad term here, but it is consolidated as a better term. It's consolidated into uh, Mark's brother passes thanks to stupid decisions that kids make because they're kids of course his brother passes and to deal with that trauma he creates the altar of uh stephen grant does that happen mom. in the comic what about the brother uh his brother doesn't die in the comics his brother is very much alive and ends up becoming a villain and okay. uh, takes over the power of moon knight at one point but i don't remember a whole lot about his brother because that's in the earlier 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 comics for moon knight and he hasn't been relevant since um, that I know of. So uh, I actually forgot about his character completely during that episode. Um, and then I thought about it later and was like, wait a minute, he did have a brother, but I don't think he died. And then I went back to the drawing board of comics and found out that, yeah, he does have a brother, of course. He just didn't die like that. Um, but I really like how they did it in the show. That's one th change that the show made that I actually like better because it better explains why his switching back and forth altering if you will personalities that makes way more sense so i enjoy that um i enjoyed uh going to like the duet that was awesome uh the field of reeds was awesome them trying to come to terms with each other and figure out what was the truth between each other in the hospital so that they could get the scales of justice to determine whether or not they could go to the field of reeds was awesome um the cgi in this episode was actually pretty on point as well like it's been wonky in certain episodes but it was much better in this episode um seeing the room full of of people that mark has killed as moon knight was fantastic i'm so glad that they had that in there i'm so glad that they told you that he straight up killed these people as moon knight to to further distinguish that moon knight doesn't give a damn he will kill you like that's a whole that's a whole thing um the only difference is like i said earlier uh in the comics moon knight is more his own person than him just being marked with a mask on um but i mean take it or leave it doesn't matter to me like i, I still really really enjoy that about this episode um so I, I love that i love the reveals that we get i love about the 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 issues he has a child his mom beating him and being an alcoholic which is not in the comics by the way um but but i really like that change that's a really really good change i love seeing him go to the funeral and he can't deal with his mom's death because it's his mom he still loves her obviously even after all the shit she put him through and then he straight alters into steven and steven takes over essentially for months because if you remember in the second episode i want to say it was uh yeah the second episode when he's talking to layla for the first when when Steven is talking to Layla from the first time after he has gotten Mark's phone on and all that stuff. Uh, she says, oh, you're talking to your mother again because she doesn't know that his mother passed because he went to the funeral without telling her, altered into Mark, and then started living a whole life as Mark. And then he was altering, I'm sorry, as, as Steven. I meant to say altering as Steven and living Steven's life 
and then becomes Mark when he's doing Moon Knight shit. So they explain that very well without just telling you. They showed you that. I love all of that stuff. I love seeing Mark lose control. I love seeing the the acting of him just switching back and forth between those characters and having mental breakdowns and having a mental breakdown in his own head in the in the uh, facility with Dr. Harrow. I loved all of that stuff. It was fantastic. Um, I still want to know when we're going to get Jake. I want to know when Werewolf by Night is supposed to show up because that was rumored that he was showing up in the last episode, so I can't wait to see that. Um, and then I also really like that um, the hippo goddess, I can't think of her name right now. No, it starts with a T, but I can't remember her name right now. But I love that she straight tells them that, yeah, she can put them, they can go back to their body if they want, but they'll still have a bullet in their chest, or two bullets, I think, and they're still going to die. So, like, even if they go back to their, their body in the, in the real world, they're still going to just die again because there's a bullet in them, and they need Khonshu because Khonshu, one of his... Uh, one of his uh, powers, if you didn't know, is straight up resurrection. If you die, Khonshu can just straight, just bring you back to life. So Moon Knight, the character in the comics, has died several times, and Khonshu just brings his ass back because <laughs> that's what he can do. Um, so I really like that. And I also, another thing I really, really enjoyed was Steven actually letting Mark know, like, Khonshu's been manipulating you from the beginning. That is a very telling line. That's something out of the comics that they pull again i really really enjoyed how they did that um just i, I, can't, I can't there's not enough good things i can say about this episode so as you guys can already see i enjoyed this episode it's probably going to be my favorite episode uh marvel shows usually do this the second to last episode is usually the best one uh the pen, penultimate episode is usually the best one so that's the same with this and uh those are my thoughts generally on episode five of moon Knight asylum what are your thoughts um, I thought it was a really, really cool way. Again, I'm coming in as someone that's not wa- uh, read the material like you have. For me, I mm-hmm. thought it was a very cool way to give a backstory without having like a flash, like uh, whatever normal sequence, like him going, seeing his thoughts while inside his head, you know, being dead and all that stuff, and seeing how the altars come about, like all those memories. And it gave you that whole backstory of how he became to be, what he is, how he had this issue, like being able or having the different alters and all that stuff. Um, I also thought that Steven grew some damn balls this episode. I think Steven's balls finally dropped. And I think uh, I personally have a high hope that Steven and Mr. Knight are now going to be more badass like Mark and Moon Knight after this episode. Because Steven makes a comment at one point when they're getting attacked. He's like, well, I'm you. I can do everything you can do. So it's like he finally realizes, hey, I can whoop ass too. Like, I don't need Mark to fight people and me run around being all goofy. Like, we're the same damn person Mark created me. So I think now, hopefully, they'll be more serious. I still think Steven's going to be the comic relief, but I don't think he's going to be the idiot as much now. He has the, the Egyptian knowledge, all that stuff, and now that he knows he can do what Mark can do, I think hopefully both those characters will be stronger as far as all that goes. Um, I agree the CGI was really good. There was one thing that I noticed, and it's probably one of the dumbest things ever, but I liked how much the hippo's ears... I can't think of the god's name either, so I'm just going to call it hippo. The ears flicked like a hippo would. If you know what I'm talking about, like how the little hippo's ears will do like that little flick every now and then, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That mm-hmm. It does it throughout the episode, and every time I would kind of like chuckle a little. I don't know why. I'm probably a child, but I like that. Um, 
I think Jake shows up in the finale. I think they're building to it because, like you said, they've there are a lot of things that have kind of pointed to Jake. I think he shows up in the finale. I hope Werewolf by Night shows up in some form or somebody. Um, but I thought it was a very, very good episode. It's a really cool way to give the backstory and to tie everything together and kind of bring you up to speed and kind of make Moon Knight more solidified, I guess, like the alters and stuff where it's working together better. Um, Oscar Isaac is knocking it out of the park. He is doing fan-freaking-tastic, I think. Just what he's doing with the different characters, the different alters. And I also love the way they're shooting it with the cuts. With the cuts, especially now when he's in his own head, how you know we're watching Steven and Mark do one thing and then it cuts and it's back to them being in the asylum. And stuff like that, I personally love that. I love that effect of it. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed this episode. I don't have anything I think that was negative that bothered me. Uh, I was happy that Steven finally toughened up, I guess, for lack of better words. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I liked it. Uh, There was also, so one thing I want to throw out there, I think that might be a reason that both of us liked this episode. Who did we not see much of in this episode, Christian? Who did we not see much of in this episode? Who was not in this episode, really? There was absolutely no Moon Knight in this episode. No, no, no. You're going the wrong direction, sir. Well, there, no, I lied. There was Moon Knight. We saw him become Moon Knight. So that was actually really badass, too. When he turned into Moon Knight that time, that was yeah. actually really cool. No, um, his wife. She's not really. Oh, Layla. Layla. She wasn't in it, really. Like, so the episode was better. Yeah, like was I said, I don't care for her character. She's not bringing anything to me. Like, she's not adding really anything to the story. <laughs> That's fair. I mean,. I'm I, I'm only laughing because I also don't really care for Layla's character. She serves a purpose, and her purpose essentially is to be the love bring, interest. Bring Stephen back to life. She's her purpose in the next episode is to free Conchu um, uh, so that he could bring Mark back. So I mean that's that's really it. But other than that, I agree. She's she's not the best character in this. And that's sad because she had so much potential in the first couple of episodes and even in the third one. But like, I'm just saying like episode four just really turned me off to Layla's character. Um, And I mean, that's subject to change. Maybe I'll like her a lot in this last episode in the finale, but right now I feel the same. I also really like Ethan Hawke's character. I I like him. I think he's doing a pretty good job with it. Great villain. Yeah. But I agree. Good episode. Um, yeah, I really don't have any negative things on it. I mean, I think it was a good way to tie them two finally together because they've kind of been, I don't know. its It's been kind of weird at parts with them too. Like, you see Mark, you know it's going to be badass parts. You see Steve and you're like, here comes the comedy relief. And I think it's still going to be like that, but now there's some progression. So maybe, I have hopes that maybe Mr. Knight will not be as goofy, if you will. You know, moving forward. I'd, I'd like that. So hopefully. Um, but yeah, uh, all in all, it sounds like we both gave it a, a good review for this episode. It, it was a good one, though. I I can say as a whole, I have enjoyed the show. I look forward to Wednesdays when it comes out. I look forward to watching it. I would love to see Moon Knight in more stuff, and I'm hoping there obviously will be more based on what you said or even more appearances in movies or whatever. I would like to see Oster, uh, Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight in more stuff. 
be nice. The it character really is interesting. I like the the lore and all that. So it's been good. Hopefully the finale doesn't disappoint and we get some uh some stuff we've been waiting on. If we do, then next week will be just absolutely pandemonium on this podcast. We'll be going bananas. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that'll be fun to see as well. But moving on, uh, before we get into the next stuff, I wanted to briefly touch today, the day of recording this, um, is the start of the 2022 NFL draft. So I just wanted to quickly touch base. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole on, you know, mock drafts and all that stuff. Uh, if you're watching YouTube, you can see I'm a Titans fan. I'm wearing the Titans hat today, and uh, they pick 26th as of right now. No second-round pick tomorrow, but they have a third-round pick. Uh, curious to see if we actually draft at 26th, if we trade up to go after somebody, or if we trade down and maybe uh, gain a couple picks. We'll see what we do. Um, should be an interesting draft. It is a lot of stories going into this, like uh, Baker Mayfield potentially being traded, Debo Samuel. There's just a lot of stuff going on, so um, it should be a – Pretty interesting draft. I always kind of nerd out on this as a football fan. I enjoy the draft. Um, and I just wanted to quickly throw out there the teams that have the most draft picks. It looks like I have the top four teams that have the most draft picks this year in the 2022 NFL draft. The Chiefs have 12 picks. The Jags have 12 picks. The Packers have 11 picks. And the Texans have 10 picks. So it should be a fun draft. Uh, the missus enjoys it. Uh, we're going to have a friend over watching a buddy and just uh, – Eating some pizza and watching the draft and, you know, hanging out. It's uh, it's always a good time. And, yeah. So, I wanted to quickly just throw that out there. I didn't want to go down the rabbit hole. I'm sure we'll briefly touch on how that goes in a future episode because it is a, let's see, it'll be today, Friday, and Saturday. So, it's a three-day thing uh, going over. But uh, I enjoy it. So, it'll, it'll be a fun thing. So, I'll be watching that this evening. But Christian, I believe, has some uh, some news and stuff he wants to go over. So we are going to give the floor back to Christian. Hey, man, I really appreciate that. Uh, today, uh, I wanted to talk about um, CinemaCon. And uh, I wanted to, before I do that, I want to briefly touch on the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial. I have been paying attention to that. I've been seeing what's going on. Christian. I know I talked about that in Christian. tandem last week. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There was a tingling in my loins when you said CinemaCon because I forgot yeah. about that that just recently happened, and I've seen some news, and I really think you're going to talk about what I've seen. And there was a tingling in my nether regions. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to get that out I mean, there because, I mean, you know, sometimes when that happens, it just – you got to let it out. You can't hold it absolutely. in. Absolutely. No, I get it. I get it. And I like I said, I wanted to keep this the, uh, the Amber Heard stuff quick. All I wanted to say was this week of trials has finished for the most part. They'll continue again next week. Um, we've gotten some interesting testimonies, but uh, it's not looking good for Amber, uh, which is great because she's a piece of shit and she likes to poop in beds. But, to, but with that said, it is confirmed now, 100% confirmed that she did, in fact, poop in Johnny's bed. That wasn't a story he made up. She has, there's evidence against her now for this. She actually told Johnny's security that she did that. She also got mad at him uh, on her during her birthday party because he showed up late. He showed up late because he was in a meeting with you know his management team, letting him know that he had been robbed by previous management and they hadn't paid his taxes like they were supposed to be doing for years. And they were taking that money for themselves and pocketing it. Uh, so he was doing that meeting. Uh, she got pissed off, took his wallet and some other personal belongings with his phone, threw it off the roof of where they were staying. 
His security team went out the next day looking for his stuff. They ended up finding it with a homeless guy or a man experiencing homelessness, excuse me. And uh, they they gave him a reward for it. And the reward, uh, from what I understand, was some chicken tacos, some some Fiji water, uh, a couple bags of chips, and uh, $420. So, yeah, they gave this man 420 in cash. Uh, uh, and some food for his cooperation, which I thought was awesome. And uh, I just wanted to share that with you guys before I go into CinemaCon, which we will start now. So I'm going to kind of go in order on this, and then I'll, I'm sure I'll remember stuff that I forgot or that you might ask me about, uh, Sin, yourself, and I'll talk about those on the way. But to just go down the list um, that I remember, because I, I should have wrote it down, but for Warner Brothers, of course they had theirs. And uh, they announced uh, Batman, the Batman 2, like we didn't know that was going to happen. So they are going to start working on or are working on the Batman 2, the sequel. So that's going to be awesome. I'm super excited for that. I can talk about that at another time, though, because that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Uh, we got some footage for Black Adam, which is supposed to be hitting the public in a few weeks, I believe. And I believe that's still coming out in October. So, yeah, it's a, it's, we'll, we'll start getting stuff about black adam this summer to gear us up for sure um we got some flash footage i believe i talked about the flash last week and all the shit that ezra miller's done they never mentioned ezra miller's name during CinemaCon. they just refer to the flash the character himself never speaking his name people came out talked about the movie they showed us some footage um and apparently it was really good from from what i'm hearing so i'm still excited about that but like my i'm holding my breath uh and then we got some footage for aquaman 2 i think it's called the lost kingdom um they announced some other films as well that they're working on oh and another thing they, they did show some footage i believe about shazam fury of the gods just so that's out there but they did announce the batman 2 they did announce creed 3 and they announced uh dune 2 which i'm super excited for dune was one of my favorite movies of the past year so i can't explain to you guys how excited i am to see more dune dune was awesome that was a really good movie yes it was it was fantastic i love the effects i love the acting i love the soundtrack i love the soundtrack um that that movie was fantastic but we'll 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 come we'll circle back to dune because that movie is great did you say the what did you say um creed three yeah yeah i guess there uh, is two okay Okay, never mind i'm on board now I was trying okay. to think, for some no reason problem. I thought there was already three of those, but there's not. No, nah, they talked about doing a third one a while ago, but uh, Michael B. Jordan was doing some other stuff, and I know he was doing some shit with Disney, so it's, there's no telling, man. Okay. Um, aside from that, we got uh, Sony. They talked about Bullet Train, which we've already seen. The trailer for we know that's coming out with Brad Pitt. Yep. Uh, they announced they're doing a Ghostbusters sequel to the one with like the Stranger Things kid in it. Uh they're doing a Venom 3 is announced. Uh, and then obviously they talked about Across the Spider-Verse and then the sequel to that, which is going to be called Beyond the Spider-Verse. So I'm excited to see what happens for those films. I'm, Wait, I, I love that's two Spider-verse different films? Stuff. So it's like Spider-Verse 1 and 2, just like the Avengers uh, – Infinity War was initially called Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. So this but, is the uh, sequel to Into the Spider-Verse or whatever, right? It is It is the sequel to that. But there's two of parts to, in the sequel. Name, yes. Okay. I'm all, okay, I'm following now. Yeah. I didn't know it was two parts. Yeah, so, 
yeah, it's two parts. So they'll have across and beyond. They're going to come out a year between each other, just like the Avengers did. Okay. Um, capitalize on that money, man. That's what they're doing. Into the Spider-Verse um, was really good. I liked it. Yeah, it's um, if it honestly, man, just like how Batman Mask of the Phantasm is the best Batman movie of all time. It just happens to be animated. Same with Spider-Man. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie of all time. It just happens to be animated uh, with uh, No Way Home. And uh, anyway, we'll talk about that later. Let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So we got uh, Sony, which I just explained. So we have all those movies coming out. And then I think uh, Para Paramount, they didn't have a whole lot that I was interested in. So forgive me if I'm missing something that you guys wanted to hear. But they are working on a Dungeons and Dragons movie, which I mean yeah sign me up i mean i'm a giant nerd i, I haven't i played dungeons and dragons once i played proper DD one time and then i played some offshoots of DD uh with some homies which was awesome but like a DD movie yeah i, I want to see what they're going to come up with i hope it's not like a p which it obviously very well could be i want i want that to be good man i really do so we'll see what happens with that of course they talked about top gun maverick which i actually don't really care about i'm not gonna lie um they announced Scream 6, which we knew they were they were doing. So I'm really excited about that. I don't know if it's going to be called Scream 6, but for the sake of this recording, we're just going to say Scream 6. Scream again. Uh, scream for me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they are doing... Obviously, we knew that they were filming uh, Mission Impossible 7. I believe they're filming Mission Impossible 7 and 8, like close to back to back i want to say i didn't know they were doing um, that yeah I, I think that they're doing that like they gotta they gotta milk mission impossible for all it's worth because the last two films were pretty good and tom cruise is just getting older and the last time he was doing uh a mi movie he like broke his foot or some shit trying to do all these crazy ass stunts so they're just gonna milk him until he's dead you know what i mean like I, I don't even know that I watched the last two. I'm going to be honest. I don't know the last Mission Impossible I've watched. The very last one that they did with uh, Henry Cavill, like, absolutely watch that one. Do yourself a favor and watch that one. It was fantastic. I loved it. Okay. Um, And then uh, I think Paramount's also doing the new Transformers movie that's coming out. Um, it's called Rise of the Beast, and that's supposed to be like the Beast Wars type film beast wars being my favorite um offshoot of transformers because that's what i grew up with in the 90s watching the cgi show beast wars was fantastic it had cool toys uh it's got comics coming out and stuff now but i'm I, i'm not too versed in the comics universe like i just dipped my toe in it so i couldn't speak to that um but i mean it's another transformers like i'm really tired of transformers right now because michael bay just kind of ruined that for me um but hopefully this is good. Like like the Bumblebee movie that came out was actually pretty good. I did enjoy that movie. Um, and I loved seeing the G1 versions of like Optimus and and, and uh, Bumblebee in the movie. Um, but then we got like the newer Bumblebee that we're used to in the film. So like I'm excited to see what it looks like. I'm not necessarily excited to go to the theaters and watch it, if that makes sense. Gotcha. But I put it on the list because, you know, it's interesting enough. And then uh, Universal, they put out some stuff. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was uh, present at uh, CinemaCon. And I forgot to mention that during the Black Adam footage, they had The Rock on the screen talking, and then he said, fuck it, and like actually comes out. He was there uh, wearing the same clothes he wore to film whatever the little 
uh, joke was. So he was present and he introduced the the film to them. So Jamie Lee Curtis came out and she showed them some footage for uh, Halloween Ends. And uh, as much as I didn't care for Halloween Kills, I'm really excited to see how uh, Halloween Ends does actually end i'm super excited to see that i want it to be over i want more michael and i'm sure in like you know five six seven years they're just going to reboot it anyway so i'll get more michael myers eventually but i do really want this next movie i'm excited for it it can't get any worse than the shit we just saw um so let's go for it jamie lee curtis apparently said um that the ending will fuck you up exactly like like words how how do you think that would happen do what how do you think it would fuck you up? That's what she said. Like in whatever her intro or whatever, like at the end she said, you know, whatever you're thinking, but the ending will fuck you up. And that's like not me just ad-libbing words that she said that like it's, you know, like quoting her or whatever. But one one of three things is going to happen in this film. One, he dies. She lives Two, No, it's not. <laughs> I'm happening. just telling you, it's not. Like, happening. It's either. It's either one of them walks away. Neither one of them walks away. That one. Yeah, I mean, which makes the most sense. Like, they're both so old She's dying because she's done. There's no way in hell you keep her in the story if she's done. She said, this is it. She's done with Laurie Strode after this. And if they recast Laurie Strode for somebody else, I'm going to be pissed. Jamie is Laurie Strode. That's it. End of story. If she's done, she's dying. She better go out awesome, and that's it. Plus, she only shot, like... What was shooting? Six weeks, eight weeks, and she did like two or three weeks, and she was done. Yeah, she, she didn't do much at all. Um, I, yeah, she didn't do much at all. She was actually filming a fucking what? Uh, everywhere, all at once, everywhere, all the way, all, whatever the other movie that just came out in theaters is. She just finished doing that movie while she was filming this one. So they did a bunch of stuff like all at the same time, which I, you know, whatever. I totally get that, but. Yeah, man, I, I think that they're both gonna die in this movie. It's called Halloween Ends. Well, Michael's gonna die. I'm putting doing quotations if you're not watching on YouTube. Michael's gonna die, but as you know, he never really dies. Like they never really die. I think you, right. I think you could potentially, like, if they're really thinking it through, you killed off. Sorry, spoilers. If you haven't watched Halloween Ends, I'm sorry. Or Halloween uh, Kills, I'm sorry. They killed off Jamie Lee's daughter. The granddaughter is going to be the heir apparent. If you really want to, you can have Halloween ends and they both go out. Quotations again, and Michael really doesn't go out. And you can bring back the granddaughter to continue the struggle because she's young enough that you could do a couple movies with her and Michael. But you write Lori out of it. Uh, Lori, ha- Lori has to die. I can't. If she lives, there's always going to be people wanting her to come back, right? I mean, check. Hear me out. Hear me out. This is what I honestly think is going to happen. I think that, that, that Lori and Michael are going to take each other out because it just makes sense. I think um, it should. It's poetic. That, yeah, we already know the director, David Gordon Green. We already know that he's going now to do a remake or a requel, whatever, of The Exorcist. Like, he's doing that now. So uh, his, his, his attention is going to be focused towards another horror classic. So whether he does that movie justice or not, depending on what you think of him as a director – this is going to be it for Halloween. They didn't give it this name for no reason. They gave it this name because 
They they know what they're doing. They knew what they were getting into when they were doing the shit. They're going to kill both characters off. This is supposed to be the new definitive uh, ending for the characters. Uh, and then, like I said, it's going to get rebooted again because it makes too much fucking money. They're yeah. definitely going to do more of the shit late, way later on. They're going to let the shit breathe. They're going to give it a minute. Scream's doing its thing right now. They're going to let Scream do his thing. Fucking... Uh, the lawsuits and shit with uh, Friday the 13th, I believe, are over now, so they can do more of that shit later. They're going to definitely capitalize on that shit. They're going to let Michael breathe for years, and then they're going to bring his ass back. They're going to do a whole other fucking thing. I already know. Yeah, this will be the last one I fully believe that. I think that they're both going to die. Um, if it fuck, if they're saying it's going to fuck you up, then I'm assuming Michael's going to kill off the whole family. So Lori's gone. That her, would be her, badass, actually. I mean, it would. It would make sense. And then I think that's what's going to happen. You know, evil uh, know dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Trash. Trash, <laughs> dude. Fucking. Oh, you know, you shoes, love dude. Tommy and Halloween Kills. Tommy was your favorite dude. character. Dude, like when they announced who was playing Tommy because uh, Paul Rudd was busy doing like Avengers shit or Ant-Man or whatever. I was like, all right, whatever. They, 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 they gave us this guy. I really like this fucking actor, dude. Uh, fucking, uh, of course he was in fucking Breakfast Club. He's in a bunch of fucking 80s movies, but he was also in motherfucking, uh, sorry for my language, by the way, everybody. I'm just so upset. He was also in Edward Scissorhands with Johnny Depp, dude. He was the, the, the boyfriend, the jock asshole boyfriend in that film. And he looked the part. He played the part well, man. But like in this movie, like I can't blame him because he's just doing what he's told to do. But I don't like how they wrote him. Who thought that was a good idea? Like, I understand. I completely understand that they are completely uh, they're making things very real world with, you know, the election shit that just happened not too long ago and and how people get with that and how shit is. I get that. But what pisses me off, dude, is like that was the whole movie. That shit happened like what the halfway point before the halfway point of the movie. And that's the whole thing. And then we get this whole scene with this mother, this dude at the damn hospital and, and, and they corner this guy and then he jumps out the window and he kills himself. So, and like that was while you're on your rant, <sighs> did, did nobody realize how much shorter that dude is than Michael that like, they're all idiots. Everybody in that movie was, was a dumb. Cause even um, yeah. shit, who was it that, Tommy, all of them. You, you saw him. You know he's tired. This dude is hunched over. Like, this is not Michael. You should. They don't even have the same body type. Like, granted, it's, Man. what, 40 years, but you're telling me Michael shrunk that much in 40 years? I, I can't even, like, I, I can't even, like, I can't. I can't. What about the, the best line in the whole movie? When is it like, when I see him? He's going to meet old Hickory, and he has that bat. I'm just like, Jesus. Oh, Huckleberry. Huckleberry. There we go, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, dude. There, there were so many lines where I was just like, <sighs> the mob got on my nerves really bad in that movie, and Tommy, whenever he died, I was like, thank gosh. That's terrible to say, but I was like, this character is just annoying. But at least Michael was still a badass in the movie. Michael handled his business as usual. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. I'm, yeah, I'm we got that on that. That's a whole. We could do a whole podcast about Halloween. We could just go. That would be a long ass one. We could actually do a series on that because we'll yeah, get we, on we tangents. Sh- we bad. should probably do all of the movies just in. in we in should do order. that closer to Halloween time. We should just go in depth and. Get yeah, after. we'll we'll do that. 
Um, jumping back on though, jumping back on Universal, uh, they gave us a new a new trailer, I believe, and more information on the Black Phone, which is one of my most anticipated movies of this year, horror wise. Anyway, I'm super excited about that. Um, so I want to see that. Um, Disney Disney has their own kind of thing, so they held off a whole lot. They showed us shit we've already seen, which was like, you know, Doctor Strange and pretty much all the movies that are coming out this year that we already know. They, they talked about those. Um, they also talked about the second Avatar movie, like Avatar with blue people and shit. Like, they did mention that. Did you really just um, say Avatar like, blue people? I did. Oh, my God. I sure did. Oh, my God. Because when I'm thinking Avatar, I'm thinking The Last Airbender, not the movie. Somebody, somebody cut that man off some whiskey. He just straight up said Avatar blue people. I didn't want to go into it. I don't. I, they gave the the movie a name, something about water. I don't remember. I what forgot it. Is, I, I I'm not. Know. I just. I had to get you I on that one. Okay. I didn't get. I didn't care. I didn't care. I moved on. Right. Uh, Lion. Oh, they, uh, Lionsgate talked about uh, John Wick four, and I think John Wick five too, because they're doing those back to back. So. Jesus. Uh, yeah, John. John Wick. I mean, I don't even care. Like, just give me more John Wick. I know that yeah. he's the Terminator. I don't care. Just I want to see it. I want to see. Keanu Reeves beat the dog shit out of people. So let's go. I'm cool. Um, they also talked about this movie called Devil's Light, which I need to look more into, but I was super excited to see what that's going to be. So we'll see what happens. Um, and then other movies that they talked about that I that, that aren't in order, and I don't have like which studios they're coming from. They did talk about a Wicked movie coming out, which is uh, the you know Wicked Witch of the West and East, that kind of thing. So they're, yeah. they're working on that. It's. I think it's coming out Christmas is when that's supposed to be coming out. It's got Ariana Grande in it, so it's going to be a musical. Um, I'm not really into musicals. I did enjoy Hamilton, and The Lion King is fire. But other than that, musicals aren't really my thing, so I'm not excited for Wicked, but I know somebody close to me definitely is going to want to see that as soon as I tell her about it, so we'll see that, I'm sure. Um, they talked about Wonka, the Timothy Chalamet, uh, Willy Wonka movie coming out. They showed some footage for that as well. It's supposed to be really lighthearted and a musical. So it's going to be like the original, just the story of how he got his own factory. Because I believe in this film, he's like selling chocolate and candy and stuff on the streets. And, you know, some girl finds a golden ticket and that kind of starts them on that journey. Um. They did talk about the Barbie movie with um, with Margot Robbie. So, and, and I think dropped the poster for that too. So you can find that easily online as well. I mean, that movie's got a lot of like pretty nice actors and actresses in it. Like Margot Robbie's Barbie, of course. Ryan Gosling's uh, Ken. Will Ferrell's in the movie. Uh, Simo Leo's in the movie. America Ferrera's in the movie. Kate McKinnon's in the movie. So like, there's a lot of really good uh talent in that film and it's looking like it's gonna be something so we'll see i mean i'm not like a big fan of barbie but i mean if the movie's good i'll give it a shot for sure um they did talk about nope christian they loves showed barbie. Off- huh christian loves barbie just saying jesus christ <laughs> uh they they absolutely talked about nope they showed a new trailer which apparently gives you more information on what's happening in the movie um, I do have some information on that, but I'm going to choose to not spoil that for some people in case they don't want to know. What the- movie is that? Oh, and I remember the Nope movie, Jordan Peele's Nope, the new oh, okay, film okay, he's got okay. coming out. I just remember, by the way, the Avatar movie, it's called Way of the Water. 
And that's how, why I forgot it because I thought that was really boring. And I just so Avatar it. Blue People. Avatar Blue People Way of the Water. It's boring. Jesus. Sounds sounds like something I wouldn't watch at all. Um, but but with that said, those are, oh I forgot Blumhouse showed off a movie that I'm I'm actually excited for, um, and it might end up being like a guilty pleasure film for me. But it's a film they have out called Megan. They did show a trailer for Megan. I read the trailer description for Megan. I'm all into it. Um, you guys probably don't know, but I'm a huge fan of like killer doll movies, like Child's Play and shit. Put a killer doll in the movie, I'm into it. Um, minus Annabelle. The first Annabelle movie was one of the most boring movies i ever watched in my life. Um, the second one was good, though, and then the third one was trash. So with that said... Um, I love killer doll movies. I love that kind of subgenre of horror. And Megan is in the same boat. It's kind of like the Child's Play remake that we got a couple years back. Um, I think it was 2019 when we got that movie. Anyway, Megan is about uh, this billionaire, like tech woman who inherits her niece essentially because her parents pass away. She makes Megan the doll to protect the kid and kind of be her friend. And Megan has a mind of her own and goes crazy and starts fucking killing people. And I mean, that's what I wanted from a killer doll movie is a doll killing people. So they already checked most Christian, of the boxes you ask for me. A, you ask a lot for a killer doll movie. I just want you to know that. <laughs> like, I mean, it, I, I, <laughs> you, you're demanding a lot from that script, sir. Right. Right. I just, I mean, honestly, man, like as long as the script isn't garbage, like as long as people aren't throwing out fucking one-liners the whole time, I'm okay with it. Like just give me actors who can act like, and just a director give me who can direct. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like I, we're going to have that conversation eventually on the podcast because that's such garbage. But anyway, Megan is going to be uh, definitely one of the most anticipated movies for me, aside from you know what I've already mentioned. But I, I can't wait to see that movie. I hope it's not garbage. If anything, it'll be... Um, if anything, it'll be something that, that I like, like a guilty pleasure. It just sounds like I would you know wholeheartedly enjoy it. But um, but those those are the films that are coming out that they've announced so far at CinemaCon, and I'm just super super excited to get more. Of course, all the superhero type movies we're gonna get way more information on during Comic Con this year, whether that's um, whether that's live with people or you know they do it uh, digital again, virtual, excuse me. But like I'm super 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 excited for for all the superhero stuff, obviously because I'm a giant nerd. But also just the movies that we did, you know, get some information on and, and trailers and stuff. I'm super excited. Oh, and one other thing before I drop this completely. Um, if you don't want any spoilers for uh, the new Flash movie, then just skip me like 30 seconds. But in the trailer that they showed, we do get Michael Keaton in his new suit. And he does say, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Like I had to let people know that that was there so i'm back if if you didn't want the spoiler then you successfully avoided the spoiler but that was definitely there and i oh my god dude like nice little nod to the 1989 right movie yeah yeah i got goosebumps literally right now just talking about it I, i'm so excited i cannot wait to see uh his performance in the film 
Um, but with that said, that is all that I have for the CinemaCon news. All right. Well, thank you for uh, getting us up today. There's a lot of movies there that interest me, a lot of stuff I want to see. Some stuff I really don't care about, but mostly there's a lot of good stuff. Um, and yeah, and that's uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. But as you know, we like to end every episode with a last call question. Pass the whiskey. Oh, whiskey? I don't have any whiskey on me. It really is last call. Oh, no. Oh, no, I don't have a shot for it. <laughs> but <clears throat> this week's question comes again from the one and only legend himself on the inside. Shout out on the inside. He's an OG um, uh, in my streaming community. He's been around for a long time and a big supporter of the podcast. So shout out to you, sir, if you are listening, which I'm sure you are because you listen pretty much every week. And uh, you are. You're the man. But your question this week is, who is your current top band's? Or artist. Uh, um, man, that's... Uh, Christian? I mean, I have three off the top of my head right now. Go for it. Um, the three... So three bands right now that I can think of that are... Shit, four bands I can think of right now that are in rotation pretty heavy for me uh, whenever I'm just kind of chilling out listening. Uh, Polyphia. Absolutely love them. Um, Wage War. Ice Nine Kills. And Ghost Inside is always in rotation for me. Uh, it's three metal bands, four metal bands. I can't do math. Math is not my strong suit, apparently. But uh, those, I would say, are in rotation pretty heavy for me. Ice Nine, we listen to year-round, but it gets really heavy on uh, Halloween time because it just goes perfectly with our Halloween music. Because all, If you don't know what Ice Nine Kills is, essentially it's a metalcore band. Um, they have singing, screaming, all that fun stuff, breakdowns, a lot of heavy stuff. But... Uh, their live show is very into the theatrics and their last two albums have been dedicated to horror movies. So it's horror and metal and it is like peanut butter and chocolate for me. It is the perfect blend. It makes me happy. And yeah. So, uh, I, there's four I can think of off the top of my head just throwing out there. Christian, who you got? Um, I mean, Polyphia is definitely on the list for me as well. Um, I still listen to... Uh, older volumes a lot um mm. like older volumes you listening. mean like uh intake volumes like that's not the album but yeah. the the song that's on i can't was that i can't even remember what the name of the damn album was in <laughs> but yeah it's it's their it's their first full-length album yeah. and they're that's their good that's a really good album. album their first full their first two full-length albums absolutely their third one i really enjoy too um it's not the best but it's really good um, and I've only heard a, like one of their their new songs from their newest album that's coming out, uh, and it was okay. It wasn't my favorite. It was okay, um, but I do really enjoy them. Um, still, uh, seeing them live was a treat. I really enjoyed that. Um, Who? One of my favorite metal bands right now. Uh, that, well, they've been one of my favorite metal bands for a long time. It's um, Brand of Sacrifice. I love them. I listen to them pretty practically year round, especially when I'm doing any kind of workouts. Uh, that's definitely a go-to for me. Um, I know that we talked about them recently, maybe on the last podcast, um, but the midnight is another one of my favorite bands. Good band. Um, they're year round for me as well. I listen to them all the time. And that's another band that I can listen to, uh, you know, with, with anybody really, just because they're very, um, they're they're malleable as far as the listening. They're very malleable, so I enjoy them quite a bit. Um, ooh, and it's bands, man. It's it, that's a good question because like I'm trying to listen to new stuff right now, see if there's any other bands I'm really into. 
Um, I still go back to Toe a lot. That's a band that one of my best friends told me about years ago. Toe is a Japanese um, instrumental band in the in the vein of like Mono, if you heard of them, or um, I don't I don't even know who else to, to attribute them to at the moment. But I really enjoy Toe. I listen to them year round. Um, wow, that's, man, I should have thought about this harder while you were talking. Um, off the top of my head, man, when it comes to bands, those I would have to say are my favorites right now. Like, just you know, they, they're always in rotation. Oh, Kubla Khan, that's another. They're always in rotation on my uh, Spotify. And, uh, you know, other than that, it's just like instrumental stuff that's not a band, it's like a, a, a composer or something. So, if we're talking composers, definitely Hans Zimmer for sure. Uh, if he's not at least number two on your list, then you're you're crazy. So there's that. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, as far as bands go, the, uh, every band that I just said that I immediately forgot those bands. Uh, and then, still to this day, man, I still listen to Lincoln Park, like Hybrid Theory. Uh, in that was a really good by album. The way. Yeah, man. Till this day, I still listen to them. I actually just bought that album on vinyl recently. I don't even have a fucking record player, but I bought it on vinyl. So. Um, yeah, that that's it. Um, right in the chance of the question, those bands, including right. Linkin Park's first two albums. So there we go. And if you have more music questions for us or or you'd like to hear more, like I said, we are going to do a music podcast eventually. Um, where we just go down that rabbit hole and uh, they'll be fun. Uh, hopefully soon. We may uh, we may even get some guests in here. We may get some guests where me and Christian will will uh, talk to them and interview them and and you know, see what's up. So if you have any suggestions or anybody you would potentially like to see on the podcast, definitely let us know. Or if you want to submit a last call question, you can join the Gilded server, gilded.gg slash Sinister Pack in the application. Just put from the podcast. And there's a whole section dedicated to the podcast, as well as there's a whole bunch of stuff for the live stream that I do. Uh, but just go in there and there's last call questions. You can submit your question there. Or you can hit us up on social media, either one of us. Uh, you can find Sipping With Sin everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, maybe that's not everywhere. Well, those four platforms, you can find it there. At Sipping with Sin, you can hit it up with the last call question or, yeah, just go show it some love. You can find me, myself, Sinister, pretty much everywhere. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, what else? Yeah, you can find me there at Sipping. That's what I think. I'm tongue tied because I got excited, listeners. You can find me at I Am Sinister TV on those places. As well as uh, Facebook, fb.gg slash I Am Sinister TV streaming Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings early over there. Uh, and TikTok Live, I've been doing around like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, around like, uh, you know, the afternoon time. So I Am Sinister TV on that. And then, of course, Twitch. We do Friday and Saturday mornings. I Am Sinister TV, twitch.tv slash I Am Sinister TV. And if you want to watch the video version of this podcast, you can see it on YouTube. Just go to I Am Sinister. It is currently still on my personal YouTube, so just go there, and you can watch the video version that airs every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Central Time, the same as the audio version goes live on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Overcast, and many, many more. Christian, where can everybody uh, find you at? You guys can find me on Instagram and um, TikTok at Vin and Inc. That is V-E-N-A-N-D. I-N-K, Vin and Ink. Uh, that's where I am everywhere. Come find me. Come say hello. Come look at my face. Ask for my art. All the things. That's where to find me. Heck yeah. But yeah, go show us some love on the socials. And again, if you have last call questions or if there's something you would like to hear in the podcast, news or something you would like us to go over and give our thoughts on a movie, if there's a movie you'd like us to watch, you know, hit us up with suggestions, ideas. We appreciate it. 
Or if there's a guest you would potentially like to see on the podcast, definitely let us know. But that is going to do it for this episode. We're going to wrap it up. And you know what time it is. It's time for Christian to close the damn thing down. Christian, get it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping With Sin. Be sure to leave a five-star review. Click that like button. Click the follow. And most importantly, guys, don't forget, don't get gutted. Yes, sir. See you guys next time. Huckleberry Rules. So much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping With Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping With Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Vin and Ink. That is V E N and Ink, or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted.